2: Talk. Today we'll be looking at Memoria, which turns out to be a rather fascinating film that does not make things easy for the viewer, and Belfast, where the troubles of Northern Ireland started in the late 1960s. We'll also be talking to Peter Tonks of the Alice Cinema.
0: It's, um, it's, it's like a rumble from the core of the earth. And And then then it shrinks.
2: Memoria follows a rather disturbed woman through a foreign country as she's trying to make sense of her surroundings. Carolyn Brown's been off to the Lumiere cinemas to see this very unusual movie. As I followed the mysterious sequences of this 136-minute film, I became quite fascinated about what happens next. But Carolyn, what did you think of Memoria?
1: I felt like I was sitting in an art gallery trying to make sense of a picture that everyone else seemed to be able to sort, but I couldn't. Some abstract movie (laughs) in a very abstract film. (laughs) I was intrigued as well. I wanted to know if it was going to pull things together, or was it an experience like um, the uh, promotion said it was, like you just have to sit and involve yourself in the film. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not used to doing that with films. But anyway, um, it was very much that. It was a visit to... And as, well, not so much an art gallery. It was a, more a sound feast than a visual feast, wasn't it? Uh, which,
2: yeah, yeah. It's, uh, um, and then you get uh, uh, Tilda Swinton as the main woman, this confused woman wandering through from <laughs> one. <and> you <laughs> just keep on wondering, where's she going now? She's and probably. She's supposed to be a she... Scottish woman and she's down in Colombia. Yes. It, this is the top of um, South America down there. Yes. And now, we... not, you know, oh, well, she's got a sister down, the sixth sister. That's why she's down there. Yeah.
1: No, there's there's lots and lots and lots of questions in this film. As I said, you don't go for the plot. Um, You go to experience, I don't know. I found the sounds fascinating. I mean, there were long clips. So did she. Of the rain falling. Oh,
2: those sounds. Car (laughs) alarms and birds. The film opens with this dark, very dark scene. You can hardly see anything. Mm. It goes on for about... More than a minute, i say close oh, absolutely. To 10 minutes.
3: Yeah, I think um, it's to get you adjusted. Without any you.
2: movement in it, and you wonder, when's this film starting? And then you hear one loud <laughs> thump one big boom. That's
1: a very good imitation uh,
2: of it. Which uh, <laughs> which uh, wakes up Tilda Swinton, She's, <laughs> who's lying in the dark uh, asleep until then.
1: Ooh, I and, think uh, it wakes up the cinema goes as well. Yeah, and she
2: spends the rest of the film trying to figure out what that noise was. <laughs>
1: As do we, as do we. Um, no, it's it's an interesting film, and I think it's a film that you go along to just experience the difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, as I said, it's very much about the sound. I don't know if a home stereo system would be able to adequately convey the feelings that you feel while you're in the cinema watching it with the, the sounds. Um, there's very little dialogue. Um, yes. <laughs> what dialogue there is, it leaves you wondering... How does that fit? In?
2: Yeah, what's that got to do with anything? Yeah. But
1: that's not—I wouldn't say it was a bad film. Like, I didn't want to get up and walk out or well, anything. Yeah,
2: I and mean, this film has done remarkably well um, at film festivals, and some of the critics—they've they, loved it—and um, and I can sort of see why. But uh, but I still don't didn't understand the film.
1: Just and, like the painting in the gallery that everyone seems to like, but you have no idea why. But, um, yeah, no, it is. So, Tilda, I, I also don't think it would work very well with another actress. Childa Swinton does dominate the screen. Yeah,
2: yeah she holds the whole and thing together. And she holds it together, mm. even
1: when you're starting to question things. She brings you back into the film, which I really appreciated. Because,
2: I mean, nothing that she touches seems to... Or, or, no, I mean, she. You, you see her going off with this uh, sort of archaeologist uh, woman who's uh, studying those bones,
1: Yes, I still don't get that. And If someone can explain that, that would be awesome. I, but, I just
2: wondered if they were <laughs> Tilda Swinton's b- bones.
1: Because it was a little girl. But, um, yeah, oh. no, there's, there's interesting... <laughs> I've just forgotten what I was going to say, and I can't think of it now. <laughs> um, about this film, it's very, very interesting, that's for sure, and it takes you to some beautiful places. There are some scenes that make you think, Why? <laughs> But then do you think you would go back and see it again and hopefully sort it out if you saw it a second time? No,
2: no, I honestly don't think that I could get it together even then. I mean, there's one I've got to quote. Personal this is,
1: interpretation. Maybe it's one is of those
2: films. I read somewhere else in a, in a review where this fellow said, the, the director's a Japanese, a Chinese, no. Thai. A Thai yeah. fellow with the amazing name of we're as Thakul,
1: yes, and now. I, yeah,
2: and uh, but he, uh, this, this uh, um, article I was reading there said that he sometimes appears to be operating on a different planet from all other filmmakers. That is very <laughs> and true, or, or that he sees <laughs> a, a, an earth that uh, no one else does. I think because that's a... I mean, and, and it seems that a lot of his other films are like this also. Yes, but, I uh, read
1: the plotline for one of his other more famous films about the man who. Remembered stuff or something like that. Oh yeah, mm. um, um, and I couldn't make sense of that either, so <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's going to be on my list to watch. But as I said, it's a really good conversation piece to talk about over dinner. I reckon because you can sit there for half an hour and go, "Well, what did we just see?" Yeah, but, uh, yeah,
2: and uh, but you can never follow anyway. She goes to see, she goes off to this um, sound, uh, this fellow who uh, sort sound of sound engineer, engineer yeah. uh, sort of sound mixer guy, and. Um, to see if we could identify... Place, uh, find out what this, you know, sign and uh, make it for her so that she could hear it again and, and all this. And, of course, after she sees him two or three times, he sees her down the street, and after that she goes to where he works and they've never heard of him. They don't even know his uh, name. Ah, yeah,
1: now you're talking too and, much into the plot. Oh, well, no. <laughs> bit, it might spoil things and, for people. And this
2: happens over and over. Then she's going on having dinner with somebody about so, some fellow who, who she remembers who died a few years ago. And, of course, they go on to tell her that uh, he's still alive. Yeah, I and wonder this,
1: if... Um, because in the thing it says that Jessica is awakened to a sense of clarity. And I, I and she does mention at the beginning of the film that she hasn't slept. And I do wonder if that sense of clarity is that maybe she needs to sleep. <laughs> and <laughs> have a
2: good dream. Yeah.
1: And that all these things that are okay. happening are just because she hasn't slept.
2: Okay. Well, this film's a <laughs> challenge, but it might be worth taking. It's a
1: beautiful <laughs> challenge. The sound effects alone are amazing.
2: Yeah. Okay. Thank you very okay. much. <laughs> <laughs> was Carolyn Brown with her views on Memoria, and I'm Hans Petrovic on Movie Talk on of FM 96.9. <laughs> with me now is Peter Tonks of the Alice Cinema, which is another Christchurch theatre doing its best to cope with the threat of the Omicron variant, and because of which Alice must work under the red traffic light rules of the COVID nineteen protection system, Peter, do you think it's pretty safe for people to go to the cinema at present?
3: Absolutely. I am, I'm Kieran, who runs the cinema, is very, very cautious of those. You know the rules; she likes to follow them to a T, and she's yeah, she goes out of her way to sort of make it safe. She's safe for the staff, safe for the public. I mean, each each theatre has its own little separate ventilation system. They all work on separate yeah, things. Yeah. They have filters, so it's 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 cleaned. It's not part of the, you know, the building aircon system. It's got its own system, so I presume that helps. We're keeping parties. Different separated. parties apart, separated. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's as safe as it can be. I would, I would say. I mean, you can't one hundred percent guarantee. Yeah. Oh, nowhere is. No. <laughs> yeah. But no, I'd say we're. In, I'd say it's as safe as anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had Nick Paris uh, from the Lumiere Cinema
2: one a couple of weeks ago, and he was telling me that the cinemas that so far, to his knowledge, or he's read it somewhere, that there had been no, nobody had caught the COVID. Um, Thing anywhere in any cinema yet, and I didn't quite understand that. I asked him, "Master, do you mean um, within Christchurch or within New Zealand or what?" He said, "No, in the world."
3: Yeah, no, well, that's, and- <laughs> that's that's great news. This is the first I heard of it too, but um, that's. Um- <laughs> that's pretty positive i mean uh, i guess it's a hard one to judge 100% yeah, but, you but, wouldn't I, know, but 100%, I guess but <laughs> i guess you know, there's been no um, cases written down so that's great. Yeah. that's no, uh,
2: yeah that is a good indicator
3: yeah and, and i guess because the i mean all theaters in theory should have their own you know, air systems and that. So that must be what that must be what's doing it. Just yeah. keeping the
2: air. Clean. Well, it's, it's like uh, he, Nick explained it. This is what they must have at the uh, Lumiere, and I assume all the new cinemas. All new cinemas, well, yeah. Uh, is it, uh, the air conditioning, which uh, it's actually pumping the air out yep. as much as it's sucking, but uh, yeah. p- pumping yeah. air, like in. a
3: circle a circulation yeah. system. But out. it's
2: pumping the air out, and so this is air that has just been breathed. By the people, and that is going moving out quite quickly out of there. Moving so, out quickly and coming
3: back in through a filter. So um, yeah, yeah, it's. Got I, a, I didn't, it wouldn't necessarily be the
2: same air necessarily. No, it? no, no. It would be <laughs> from outside. It's yeah, outside. Yeah, so yeah.
3: It's, it's circling around and going through a filter. So it's. Oh, mm, I mean, yeah, I guess yep, it's yep, not. Yep, 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 mm. I guess you can't say it's a hundred percent effective, but it's obviously reasonably effective because you were hearing statistics like what you said. Yeah, no you know, no it's amazing mm. that.
2: Well, I mean, I, I think it's it's a, it's a good thing to be able to. Well, it must be a good thing for you to hear just yes, as well as it that, does for the people. That who, was great to hear that. Yeah, confidence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and
3: how's it going at uh, Alice's? Um, yeah, well, um, I, I've been, I've been away myself because I do a bit of film work, so I've I've been away. But Kieran runs the place extremely well, and yeah, no, the theatre's been. Um, going nice. So we had a good weekend this weekend with the, the wet wet weather's always good for oh, the yes, cinemas. Yes, yes. The, the summer's been pretty hot so when you're in a hot sunny day you want to go to the beach but when, when it's not so hot you want to go to a movie. But the, w- at the moment we're playing a great range of films. I mean that's I've been to quite a few of them myself and the the quality of of films at the moment is great
2: yeah well well I've got a feeling that this usually is the beginning of the year because I tend to show a few of the not all of them necessarily of course but um, films which are potential Oscar winners which are, uh, yes. are going to be announced before the end of this month at the end of this month and uh, so you, you, amongst them all there'll be two or three potential well Oscar yeah I just I had a look movies. this morning
3: and we've got I think we've got three playing right now that are been nominated for different things I don't know what 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 the nominees they got, but Licorice Pizza, for example, Belfast, and I think King Richard. I mean, yeah. I've seen, haven't seen Belfast yet, but Licorice Pizza's great. Uh, King Richard's great. I mean, great, great, great films and and you know, inspirational films, especially King Richard. Um, oh, yeah. And The um, House of Gucci, I saw a few weeks ago. That was a that that's was an amazing great film, great film. Yeah. I
2: mean, for such a heavy story, you know, mm. the the uh, the. corruption and all this within the family and the fighting over money and yet they can put so much light Yes. fun into the film that yeah, you yeah, just yeah. enjoy watching these people singing and bouncing about
3: it was at grassy, the same
2: time as this uh, really serious heavy story is developing.
3: Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Amazing. And like at the moment you can go to a film and you, even if you, you know how sometimes you, oh you know, am I making the right choice but I mean at the moment you can't go wrong because uh, they're all good films. So. Yeah,
2: oh yeah this is it. I mean I, I like that um uh, a, a crock of gold also. That was That's great. It. Yeah. You know, I think you still got that on. I think we, you yeah. were
3: playing it on, on weekends, I think. On, uh, oh, is that when I saw it? Yeah. It's, yeah, down it's there we're not... We're not, it's not. Not playing every day, but yeah, that was a great film. Oh yeah,
2: that's—I mean—that's amazing, and uh, I've got that on my list for, for for certainly could turn out to be the best. Going to be your top ten, is it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, certainly my top ten. It's yeah. going to be there. Oh, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, And, yeah. What'd you make of that Lithuanian
3: pizza? Oh, I, th- I thought it was great. I mean, um, you know, Paul Paul Thomas Anderson always does great stuff. I, I, it's not one of his, you know. It's not like there will be blood and that sort of stuff. But it's it's a great film. It's a nice little sort of a love, sort of a love story, but kind of a, you know, not not so much the nicey nicey side of of, of of a love affair, more of the yeah. more of the um, yeah. the awkward side of a love affair. But it was yeah, It's a great little piece and, and sort of caught. I felt it was a bit like the um, Tarantino's Hollywood one. You know, the uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It sort of had that kind of vibe, but was more. Sort of down to earth, just everyday people, just um, giving it a go. It was, yeah. It was, it was... Oh,
2: well, this is set just in the area um, north of Los Angeles, there, and it's uh, not not far away. Yeah.
3: There. I mean, I think it was Paul Paul's Paul Thomas Anderson's, um, you know, his his little. Ticked uh, um, once upon a time in America, I think. I think he was. Yeah. I think he well,
2: was. Well, that's when you learn what the well afterwards what liquorice pizza was. That was the name of the record shops that sold records in those days. Right, there was a chain of them around there. And so anybody who lived there at that time,
3: they <laughs> knew straight, straight away. They know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the main, the, the, main the main character was a real go he? He, he, he was a, like he was giving everything to go. Yeah. He was a real entrepreneur. <laughs> that guy.
2: Oh yeah, well he had
3: those wet water mattresses. Well, yeah, a waterbed, which is waterbed, great, yeah. and then he was into <laughs> pinball machines.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Amazing, yeah, okay. Well, anyway, um, I well wish you all the best, and Thank I you wish very much. the best to all the people. And, um, let's hope that the well, they can feel this confidence also.
3: Yeah, that, no, um, but there's the confidence, there. there's great movies on, it's a great time to go to the movies. And with the weather being bad at the moment, it's um, good, it's supposed to be bad in the next the next week isn't it? So yeah we don't know <laughs> get to the movies thank you very much yeah. okay thank you
2: that was Peter Tonks of the Alice Cinema I'd like to thank the sponsor of the show the Harcourts Grenadier Accommodation Centre which is now located at 98 Moorhouse Avenue if you're looking for a place to live, check out the Harcourt's Accommodation Centre website, assetmanagers.co.nz. That address again, assetmanagersoneword.co.nz. We all have a story to tell. But what makes each one different
0: is not how the story ends, but rather the
1: place where it begins.
0: <laughs> buddy! Oh, holy God! Mama says if we went across the water, they wouldn't understand
1: the way we talk.
2: If they can't understand you, then they're not listening. You know who you are, don't you? Your buddy from Belfast, where everybody knows you.
0: We're looking to cleanse the community we but... You wouldn't want to be the old man out in the street. Touch my family and I'll kill you.
2: Written and directed by Kenneth Branner, Belfast takes us back to 1969, when the Protestant Catholic trouble started in Northern Ireland's largest city. Ian Cumming has been off to the Lumiere Cinemas to see this intense drama put together by Branner's personal memories as a nine-year-old boy. Ian, what did you think of Belfast? Well, it's a triumph for Mr. Kenneth Branagh,
0: uh, the director and writer and yeah. producer. Yeah, uh, and he's he and, st- and Irishman. <laughs> well, and Irishman, and indeed, five, four of his main cast, four of the five are all born in Ireland.
2: Ah, uh-huh. I can believe that. Yeah. yeah,
0: the only one that wasn't was Judy Dench, but I'll talk about <laughs> I'll talk about the the actors in a moment. I think, but uh, it's it's it's, um, it's it's often funny. There's some sustained uh, laughs in there, and we we were at the cinema, and this woman was cackling out loud. Oh the
2: was, one I'm it,
0: sure she had to be Irish. Well, she maybe must she have been was
2: laughing at some Irish jokes that yeah. I didn't quite get. <laughs>
0: yes, yeah. but th- there are moments there of of um, of, of, of you know, a, 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 I'm just saying it was funny. You know, there's pure comedy in there, but There's always uh, drama. And suddenly the troubles explode onto their little paradise, if you want to call it that little street. Yeah. Um, Which is a close. I use the term. D- deliberately, it's a close-knit society in that street there. They all know each other. They all know
2: the... Well, there were both Catholic and Protestant yeah, people living there but, and living together peacefully. Yeah,
0: exactly right. And so they're close-knit. This is a term we use quite often for smaller towns in New Zealand, saying they're close-knit. Mm. Well, what, what does that mean? I suppose it means sort of that they most of them know each other. But anyway, I digress. Um, the filming, the black and white, it's marvellous. It's, yeah. it's absolutely... Um, Crispin, I love the music. And I'll talk about that in a minute. But let's talk about the actors. Uh, in no particular order, um, who plays um, Par? this is Jamie Dorman. And um, uh, he, he's the uh, possible going to be the next 007, apparently. Oh, so he's Irish born anyway, and he's made some films which he probably didn't uh, really want to do, like um, Fifty Shades of Grey, the three different versions <laughs> of that. But he started out as modelling, and he's a handsome chap, and he's, he's got the talent there. You can see that in this film. And so I said he was Irish born, and his wife in this film, known as Ma, was Catriona Balfe, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I, I, I wasn't aware of her background whatsoever but there's two scenes in this film and is very clever I think here he doesn't overcut and the two sustained seats in there, and then she's shot in pretty well in close up and she's really—I can't remember specifically what she was talking about now, but um, a tear appears in this thing, and oh, it, yes. it probably yeah. goes on for at least a minute, if not a minute and a half. Hmm. No cuts. Well done, yeah, absolutely. So then there's—I just finished with the actors, and then playing Pop is that wonderful Karen Hines, uh, later the Man in the Hat. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, Harry Potter in Munich, of course, and then we've got—I um, haven't got to the young man yet. Judy Dench. Uh, She's obviously a Branagh favourite because she's been in four of his other films, including Oriented Express, All Is Fair and Miss Fowl. And here she is, Fowl, I should say, here she is again. Um, And she's the only... Not Irish one there, but she she has a very fair Irish accent, I'd have to say. Oh, she does, yeah. Quite well, but yeah. I and think she
2: the, plays a grandmother. But, yeah,
0: the grand, yeah, She's known yeah. as Granny. That's right. Mm. But the find of the film, is, of course, this young man is eleven. In fact, he's but he plays Jude Hill, and he plays
2: this uh, boy called Buddy as yeah, a nine-year-old, which is actually uh, based on Kenneth Prenner himself that he's done this as a nine year. And he's he's quite a smart little kid that. He he handles his part very well. And I mean this to me the whole point is this is it opens you see the kids playing in this narrow little street for a while with a ball and all this bouncing around uh, having fun and then you see the first um riot uh, the first sort of aggression between <laughs> the uh the Protestant side and the Catholic, uh, take, uh, having a go at the Catholics living in this <laughs> street there and this turns into some uh, terrible violence you know smashing up cars and build, uh, shops and all this sort of thing and, and people and, 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 and the boy sees this and this is actually intended to be the first um, uh, uh, violent uh, sequence that took place in Belfast at that time and that he Kenneth Branagh was actually there to sort of see all that and that's what he's now managed to put into his own film. Mm. And and there, then later on when you get into the film, it goes back into this conflict between the um, Protestants and Catholics, back and forth, Okay. I... Um, that's uh, that's fine but uh, also you see everything from the boy's point of view he loves going uh, talking to his uh, grandma and grandfather uh, dad they're good fun to talk to he loves going to the movies oh the, and the, the interesting thing is whenever you get a scene shown from a movie that's in color the rest of the films in black and white well I think he goes to the pictures well and he goes it's in that's, color. In
0: color. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lo- that's a lovely sequence there. and it just shows the child child's delight at going to the pictures you know and we had three films there. it was high noon yep the man is shot. Liberty Valance, and with uh, Rachel Welsh in One Millions BC, it was the name of the film, but it was a p- p- preposterous film. Yeah. But anyway. there was something from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Uh, was there? Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't remember that specific. <laughs> what I do remember um, specifically is, is Branagh's uh, direction. I mentioned the use of close-up before without cutting, and there are several scenes in the film. There's a th- what I call a three-shot with Buddy sitting on the outside loo with the lid on chatting to Pop. Hmm. And they're uh, chatting away like this, and we see Granny in the window. So it's a three-shot. She's right in the background, and they have some banter here going. He's kids is asking him questions, and he, he answers. Them, and then occasionally she'll come in, in the background, but no cutting. And there's another one there with four of them, uh, part and Buddy, uh, in the kitchen, round a kitchen table, and the young, the older boy, their son, is in the background there, and they have a conversation about going to India, uh, going to London or not. Yeah. Yeah, um, But that's what I like about it is you, you can have a sustained scene. It's almost theatrical, I suppose, because if you're on the stage, <laughs> you, you're not cutting anything.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you see yeah, what I mean. That's, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's, uh, so, yeah. well they, in those scenes, I mean, these were quite narrow, a small, tiny little apartment sort of uh, that these people lived in in this narrow street and, you know, two, three-storey buildings and uh, and that little bit of garden, but the garden was so small, or the open area at the back, that it was only big enough to put a toilet mm. in, in a, a single room. And that's why you get a couple of scenes of somebody sitting in the toilet with the door open talking to Well, someone. that's the <laughs> one I've just talked about. Yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: exactly. right. <laughs> I, I love the soundtrack. A lot of Van Morrison songs in there. What know? are they? Irish music. You've heard of Van Morrison? <laughs> yeah. Of course yeah. you have. You're just teasing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay.
2: So, anyway, do you reckon it's a good cross-section?
0: Oh, it's a song that I think everybody
2: should like, would like, yeah. will like. Can enjoy. Yeah. And get the message. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. That was Ian Cumming with his views on Belfast and I'm Hans Petrovic inviting you to listen to Movie Talk again on Planes FM 96.9 at midday next Wednesday. This program will also be repeated at midday on Saturday and you can listen to podcasts of earlier episodes on the Plains FM website, planesfm.org.nz.